This episode of the NPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. Hey PTs, is your PEAT score less than 75%? And if it is, when you review your practice exams, do you find several questions that you had the knowledge to, but you still got the question wrong? Listen, you're not alone and you might have a test-taking strategy problem. You need to visit DestroyTheNPTE.com to find out how you can stop getting questions wrong about the topics that you know. Visit DestroyTheNPTE.com. You are now tuning in to the NPTE Clinical Files, two mock NPTE-based questions told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPT Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPT Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPT Prep Success Course 2.0. And for this week's MPT Clinical File, we have our patient, Geraldo. And Geraldo suffered a spinal cord injury after a tragic rear-end collision. Three weeks after the patient suspected spinal shock, he was classified as an L3 Asia A. As part of the discharge plan, the therapist would like to educate the patient on effective bladder management techniques at home. Which of the following is the most appropriate to assist the patient with voiding? So we have A, suprapubic tapping. B, maintain a fluid intake of 5,000 milliliters per day with the use of an indwelling catheter every 30 minutes. C, Valsalva maneuver. D, maintain a fluid intake of 2,000 milliliters per day and stroke the abdomen, medial to lateral, in all four quadrants. All right, so for this case, we have our patient, Geraldo. He suffered this spinal cord injury after a tragic rear-end collision. Now, all that makes sense. Now, it says that three weeks after the patient suspected spinal shock, he was classified as an L3 Asia A. Now, we need to slow up here for a moment and really look at this and see that he had the spinal shock previously, and now he's classified as this L3 Asia A. Now, in order for us to get this question right, in order for us to be ready for the MPTE, we have to understand what the Asia scale is and what is an Asia A. All right, and so the Asia scale is a tool that we use in order to determine the severity of a neurological injury, typically to the spinal cord. Now, it does say an Asia A, and what that really means is that we have no motor, no sensory preserved in the sacral segments S4 through S5. Now, it does say that we also have an L3 Asia A, and so that means that there's no motor, no sensory preserved below the level of L3. Now, as we continue down the question, it says, as part of the discharge plan, the therapist would like to educate the patient on effective bladder management techniques at home. And it's really important that the physical therapist be involved in this effective bladder management techniques because UTIs are the number one cause of morbidity and mortality in our patients with spinal cord injuries. And so it's really important that we are a part of the team when it comes to bladder management. And so it says, which of the following is the most appropriate to assist the patient with voiding? So we have A, suprapubic tapping. B was to maintain a fluid intake of 5,000 milliliters per day with the use of an indwelling catheter every 30 minutes. C is Valsalva maneuver. And D is to maintain a fluid intake of 2,000 milliliters per day and to stroke the abdomen, medial to lateral, in all four quadrants. Now, before we start dissecting these answer choices, ruling in and ruling out, we have to understand, well, does this patient have a neurogenic bladder or does this patient have an a reflexive bladder? Well, 
the neurogenic one responds to a lot of reflexes and the areflexive one does not respond to any reflexes. So determining the type of bladder that we have is really important for us determining which techniques we should use with this patient. All right, and so our patient has this L3 Asia A. And so the actual spinal cord injury is taking place in the cauda equina. It's not actually taking place in the true spinal cord, which stops at around L1 to L2. And so because the cauda equina are lower motor neurons, we actually have lower motor neuron signs and symptoms, which are more flaccidity and a reflexiveness. All right, and so our patient here has an a-reflexive bladder. So now that we know this, we can start to dissect these answer choices. The first answer says A, suprapubic tapping. Well, tapping over the suprapubic region, trying to elicit some type of reflex response is not a really good answer. I don't like this one. And the reason being is that, well, our patient has an a-reflexive bladder. It's not responsive to reflexes. And so we can already eliminate A. Now, when we look at B, it says to maintain a fluid intake of 5,000 milliliters per day with the use of an indwelling catheter every 30 minutes. So let's cut this into pieces and let's take it part by part. Maintain a fluid intake of 5,000 milliliters per day. Well, I don't really like that. The reason being is that, well, in the inpatient setting, when our patient with a spinal cord injury is in the inpatient setting, the daily fluid intake is about 2,000 milliliters per day. And I know that the recommended amount of fluid intake is about 2,000 to 3,000 milliliters per day. And so the fact that we're telling our patient, instructing our patient to maintain a fluid intake of 5,000, I mean, that's like 1.5 to two times the recommended daily amount. And so already that answer is very weird. I don't like it. That's way too much. Let's continue down the rest of the question. It says, with the use of an indwelling catheter every 30 minutes. Well, an indwelling catheter actually stays in. That's the reason why it's called an indwelling catheter. And so the fact that you're doing it every 30 minutes doesn't really make sense, being that it is an indwelling catheter. Now, there are some other types of catheters that you can use where you would be doing it every so often, and that is the intermittent catheterization. That's where your patient would actually catheterize themselves every so often throughout the day in order to help themselves void. That's called intermittent catheterization, and it's typically recommended to be every four to six hours that your patient's doing that, not every 30 minutes. And the last one that you might see with this patient population is an external condom catheter, all right? And so... This answer just doesn't make sense because, again, the indwelling catheter stays in. We don't use it every 30 minutes. Even if this answer was saying intermittent catheterization, we still would not be doing that every 30 minutes. That would be every four to six hours. And so I don't like B, not making a lot of sense here. Let's take a look at the rest of the answers. C says Valsalva maneuver. And the Valsalva maneuver, we know that that's when we close the glottis and we're going to contract our abdominals in order to use that forceful expiration against the closed glottis. But what does that do? That's going to increase abdominal pressure. That's going to increase the intrathoracic pressure. And then what does it do? Place pressure now on the bladder. So we can use that as a technique in order to put pressure on the bladder and help us to void. So it actually is a technique that we can use for our patients with an A-reflexive bladder. I like it as an answer. It's the best answer right now. But let's look at D to see if it is better. 
D says maintain a fluid intake of 2,000 milliliters per day. I like that part. And it says to stroke the abdomen, medial to lateral in all four quadrants. All right, so I don't really like the end part of this answer because it seems like, again, we're trying to go down the route of, you know, trying to use reflexes in order to stimulate voiding. Again, we know that our patient has an areflexive bladder, so stimulating any type of reflexes is not going to help us. But even if our patient did have a reflexive bladder, stroking the abdomen medial to lateral and all four of the quadrants still wouldn't be an effective technique to use in order to help the patient void. So D, we can eliminate A and B, we can also eliminate, leaving us with our best answer of C. Now, some of you may be shocked that Valsalva Maneuver is actually the correct answer here as the intervention that you would use because we tend to shy away from having our patients do anything in regards to Valsalva Maneuver, mostly because it can cause some long-term complications. But I will say that we need to make sure that you're looking at the question and what the question's asking you. That's super important because Valsalva Maneuver is the only technique here that actually answers the question and is also appropriate for this specific patient population. So although Valsalva Maneuver is something that's typically discouraged and it may not be the best treatment for this patient, it's the best treatment in this specific circumstance with these answer choices. So if you got this question correct, congratulations. If you didn't get this question correct and you selected B, you fell into another test-taking error trap. The question does state that the therapist would like to educate the patient on effective bladder management techniques. If we look at B, it says maintain a fluid intake of 5,000 milliliters per day, which is actually not a technique at all. It's a recommendation. And therefore, B cannot be correct because it is not an actual technique. If you got this question wrong and you want to learn how to get questions like this right on the MPTE, I need you to visit destroythempte.com so that you can stop falling into traps just like this. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the MPTE Clinical Files. As always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. This episode of the MPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the MPTE Test Strategy Playbook. If you are constantly getting down to the final two answers but always seem to select the wrong one, visit destroythempte.com to learn how to get down to the final answer fast.